Welcome back to the Blasphemous Pope Cathedral. I am your Blasphemous Pope Harry, and today we are talking about Sermon 28, a continuation of No One Is Coming to Save You, Le Physique Part 2. The reason why we are continuing and part 2ing a whole bunch of stuff is because this is a very large topic, and I want to be as thorough as possible to give you as good a leg up as possible uh, regarding uh, improving or or starting to work on your physical shell, your physique. So, um, I would not be surprised if this is not going to end here, but go into next week and possibly the week after that. Uh, with that being said, uh, if you are first listening here, I would suggest you go at least back to last week's podcast or ideally... You would be going back uh, to the beginning of No One Is Coming To Save You, which I believe is uh, number 24. Yeah. So, that being said, let's get on with the show. Our housekeeping notes, the Friends of the Blasphemous Pope podcast. First and foremost, we have Real Liberty Media. That's at reallibertymedia.com. It's Liberty Media Internet Radio, uh, Liberty-centered internet radio station. Um, broad Assumptions from Donovan Meter. Amy Lynn Russell and Moose Girl. The this is a project that's in the works. Uh, I I know I said I had communication that it was going to start at the beginning of the year, but there were complications. And as these are getting hammered out, that day is coming, but it's just not here yet. Uh, Extremist being awesome, hosted by Star O'Hara. Star O'Hara. Um, uh, her link is in the description there for getting involved with Extremist Being Awesome, which is a motivation and accountability group. If you are liberty-minded and you um, are working on projects and you need to have some time, this is a great prompt to do that. Uh, the master of the dark arts of marketing, Mr. Nathan Frazier. You can find him at Success Magica across a lot of social media platforms and get his insights on turning the universe into your favor. Uh, a wild little podcast here on Anchor. We have uh, uh, a friend of mine from uh, social media found at a little Nugs Bunny on Twitter. Uh, her handle, I believe, is Cool It Cowboy on Twitter and on uh, TikTok. Uh, and her podcast is about her life experience and um, the experiences that she has uh, being a rancher and whatnot in, I believe, it's Northern California. And last but not least, Mrs. Miss Christy Caruana, the Salted Sicilian. It is a food blog that she runs. Uh, absolutely go ahead and check that out. Uh, other friends of the Blasphemous Pope podcast include Mrs. Kennedy Edwards, uh, We Trade Free, London Gardens uh, over on Twitter, and uh, Mr. Michael Witt on Instagram. Now, that all being said, that whole mouthful, I am very grateful for everybody who has helped bring the Blasphemous Pulp podcast uh, out from obscurity and into some sort of notoriety. The, the fact that there are people listening is an amazing thing, uh, and I greatly appreciate it. I do uh, run an ad on this uh, podcast uh, and that helps pay for my projects here. If you want to uh, um, support a starving podcaster, <laughs> not really. If you want to help uh, move these projects along faster uh, so we can get some uh, some decent results and have a lot more to show for what we're doing, 
um, because currently I'm running out of pocket and my pockets are literally out of money. (laughs) So um, we have a listener support program uh, for as little as 99 cents a month. You can help uh, bring some of these projects to life or keep them running. Uh, They include uh, an indoor hydroponic grow, uh, a balcony grow, uh, a balcony composting uh, system, and uh, other things. And and that's all projects I am involved with here in my humble little apartment. Uh, Just trying to show that you do not need large tracts of land in order to produce uh, at least some portion of the food that which you need to survive. I am also embroiled in a physical challenge, uh, trying to bring myself back into my my preferred physical shape. I, I had uh, gotten out of shape over the last year, and uh, since uh, since early well late summer uh, last year, 2022, uh, I have been working on building that. Uh, if you are looking for accountability and motivation to keep going. Uh, I do offer uh, gratis uh, my time to, you know, shout at you and tell you to get off your ass and get the fuck to work. <laughs> so uh, if you want anything like that, you can always hit up my Discord server, uh, which is in the description box down below, and I will more than happily yell at you to get off your lazy ass. Now. Uh, That also being said, I am found on most social medias, and um, I also have a website at harryfelker.wordpress.com. After this brief ad break, we'll be back with Sermon 28. Welcome back to the Blasphemous Pope Podcast. Uh, thank you for staying through that ad break. I greatly appreciate it. As I said before, that helps us get these projects moving along um, with the much-needed liquidity. Um, like I had said in uh, the beginning of the prior segment, uh, this subject is a large subject. So I do have some carryover stuff um, in my show notes from last week that I'm going to cover before I start the next part of this subject which would be uh, a deep dive into exercise uh, and overall fitness so last week we were talking about performance-based fitness and one of the segments of performance-based fitness we didn't get to cover was flexibility and joint health Um, we have to understand that in our overall goals uh, for performance-based fitness we want to be able to do work longer Um, And what that generally means is we want to try to keep our body healthy enough to perform tasks well into advanced age. This is possible. It is doable. People have done this in the past. 
Um, that is not to say that you're not going to get wear and tear or injury in your lifetime, but it is more to do with being able to work around your wear and tear, being able to recover faster from your injury so that when you're in this position of no one is coming to save you, you can have the facility to save yourself. The other thing to understand is when you are working on your flexibility and you are uh, focusing on your joint health, you are improving your recovery time. And that is a very important factor in this. The longer it takes for you to recover from strenuous exercise, strenuous work, the more of an opportunity it is for you to fail. Um, like I said, no one's coming to save you. That means no one's coming to give you food if you can't go get it for yourself. No one's coming to get that log off your chest. If you can't roll it off yourself, you're, you're done. Um, first and foremost, I want to talk about low impact versus high impact exercise. Um, that is the two general groups that you usually see people talking about. There, there are definite benefits to high impact exercise, but those benefits come at a cost. You are writing a check that time is going to end up cashing. In a perfect scenario, you never get injured during your high impact exercise. The problem is, is 20, 30, 40 years down the road, your joints are going to tell you that you, you done fucked up. I want to make sure that's abundantly clear that I'm not saying this out of my ass. This is something that Sylvester Stallone has publicly said. A person who had maintained a, a, an action hero body for over a decade has said working with the weights, uh, working in high impact environments has negatively affected my joints and that um, at this point in order to maintain any type of fitness uh, I'm, I'm resorting to using resistance bands because they are much kinder on the joints and that should be worth its weight in gold right there because that's a person who has shown you know has had that superhero body look and he's telling you down the road you're going to be cashing a check that your ass is writing right now and you're not going to like it um, you do have the benefit of getting faster results with high impact work, um, though, though those, those results aren't as stable as if you are doing long term, low impact results, low impact results will be more stable. They'll stay with you longer than your high impact results, low impact, um, exercise is metabolic in nature it is going to burn calories longer so if you uh, are looking to lose weight low impact work is going to probably benefit you much more than pushing your high PR you know and and all of that stuff uh, another note stretching stretching is a very important part of flexibility of joint health and of muscle growth in and of itself um, the strength component of stretching is when you stretch that pain that you're feeling those are micro tears happening in the muscle fibers themselves and that's a good thing that will increase the size of your muscle increase the ability of your muscle to move weight um, so you can increase your weight so right there flat out it's it's in a boom um, stretching improves your flexibility which 
aids in injury avoidance and aids in improving your recovery time and of course stretching affects positively affects your joint health and those are all things that you really want to take away from the whole flexibility and joint health part of this you you need to stretch you need to work on your flexibility because these things are absolute boons to your overall body health when we come back, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, exercise, uh, specific exercises, and how we can work with them. Hope to see you there. Welcome back. Thank you for coming through that quick break. Um, so now we're going to be getting into what was originally planned to be Sermon 28. Uh, no one is coming to save you. Uh, uh, Le Physique Part 2. Uh, exercise. Uh, ex- exercise Deep Dive is what we're going to be talking about today. And first and foremost, I want to talk about um, something called the found- uh, the Four Pillars of Fitness. The four pillars of fitness, I can't really uh, source where this initially came from. There's a lot of people using it for a lot of different um, uh, terms, uh, for a lot of different uh, concepts that fall fall into what they're specifically doing. Uh, For what I'm specifically doing, uh, this is more of like an athletic thing, but um, we can we can tone it down from athletic level to layman level um, in order to get our physical bodies into shape to be able to perform tasks in a performance-based fitness environment. Um, So what are these four pillars of fitness? Uh, The four pillars of fitness are strength, aerobic capacity, flexibility, and body composition. Um, These are the building. These are the, this is the framing of the building that you are building. It's not the foundation, and we will be getting into that, but um, these are the things that the foundation is going to be built upon, and this is all of the work that you're going to be doing to strengthen your arms, strengthen your legs, strengthen your back, strengthen your abs. All of that stuff is going to make, uh, is going to be built upon these four pillars. Now, first and foremost, strength. Obviously, strength is about moving weight. Um, it's not necessarily about gaining size, but your ability to move weight. Um, and the other thing to understand is that strength isn't only the ability to move weight, but it is also the inner cardiovascular strength to move the blood to get the nutrients and oxygen to your muscles. Um, it is also um, your structural strength, your, your ability to stand good posture, um, uh, 
and and all of that stuff uh to be completely honest the the reality is is that strength is a much bigger category than just how many curls you can do at the bar at what weight how many deadlifts you can do how many uh uh, bench presses, what's your max effort? It's more than just that. It's also the capacity of your uh, your circulatory system to move nutrients and oxygen to your muscles and to remove waste materials from your muscles to keep you from being fatigued. Uh, strength has a, com- a component of endurance with it. Um, the next pillar of strength, aerobic capacity, um, that deals with the maximum amount of oxygen that your body can utilize during intense exercise. Now, this, uh, this measurement is taken in milligrams per kilogram, uh, sorry, milliliters per kilogram per minute. And it's very important to understand that um, you're never going to get an absolute measurement, but you can get estimates fitness trackers, there's online resources that um, will give you an idea of what your uh, aerobic capacity is. Generally speaking, if your aerobic capacity is uh, anywhere in in the range of 30, you're already miles ahead of the average human. Um, The average athlete's aerobic capacity is about 29, uh, 39 uh, milliliters per kilogram per minute. So, just to be completely honest there, if you're getting a measurement and it's, it's 29, you're, you're probably somewhere a little above average, like slightly above average, and that's a good place to start. Uh, you don't need to be full-on athlete-level fit to, to be where your goal is, but um, again, this is going to affect your endurance, your long-term training goals, and improving your aerobic capacity is probably one of those things that you really want to work on. Uh, moving right along to flexibility, we did just talk about flexibility in the last uh, segment. Uh, that is, you know, of course, joint motility and overall health. Now, your joint motility, um, being able to get full range of motion um, with your with your with your body is an important part of physical fitness. You will be able to work more of your muscles in full range of motion than in truncated motion, and and that's a fact. It's just a a fact of physics. You can't get around that. Um, And fourth and finally, body composition is your percent body fat. And of course, there's a lot of mixed information as far as this is concerned. Um, Generally speaking, Uh, If you're holding 24% body fat and you're a man, or I think it's like 35% body fat and you're a woman, you are in a good spot. Um, You, if you are better, you try not to shoot below uh, five to 10% male woman, male female. Um, That being said, um, it's not something that you really need to focus on more than something that's just going to happen with staying in shape. When we come back, we're going to continue this and then start talking about specific areas.
Thank you for coming back after that brief ad break. Uh, so let us finish up the Pillars conversation. The Pillars conversation finishes up with what is passive and what is active. Uh, three of your four pillars are active with a passive component. And one of your four pillars is passive with an active component. Let's talk about the passive one because it's a shorter list, right? Your body composition is a passive component. You will build better body composition as long as you're working on all of your other three pillars. As long as you are working on your body, you're, you're working on your health, you are going to improve your body composition. There is nothing that you have to do actively in that sense. The only thing that you can do actively would be diet. We're gonna be talking about that in the future and I wanna make sure that as long as you do the basic things, cut the amount of sugar, um, balance your diet properly, that you're already doing most of the legwork. Uh, rearranging your diet to include macros and the higher nutrient levels, that, that can come after the fact. What you wanna do first is you wanna get to work, get your ass in the fucking, in the mode of working on yourself, and then you can you know, get down to the minutia and, and nail down the little things. Um, strength, aerobic capacity, and flexibility are all active. You are going to have to work at making these better. But as you work on each of these, you are passively working on the other two. They are all married, they're all integrated, they all support one another, and it's just important to remember that you have to actively work on these things. If you don't, they're just not going to be there for you. So we talked about the pillars, the framing of the physical shell that you're going to be building. What is that framing resting on? Well, the foundation of our physical shell, our pillars of fitness here, are, is our core. Our core basically is what is going to support our strength training, uh, get us breathing properly for our aerobic capacity, uh, allow for full range of motion for our flexibility, and as a side effect of working on our core, getting those muscles in shape will redistribute the weight that you're carrying around your abdomen, uh, and that will work towards fixing your body composition issues. Um, there are different types of exercises that you can do for your core. There are some basic fundamental rules that I want to go over, and um, I'm not going to tell you you have to do X amount of whatever a day. Exercise is a completely subjective thing. Um, if you are not exercising at all, doing um, maybe doing like core flexion, you know, where you're sitting there and you're keeping your core tight, you're keeping your back tight, you have your posture up straight, is going to be 100% more of what you're doing now would be that. And that is, that's fine, that's all well and good. Um, there are diminishing returns when it comes to things like that, when it comes to things like doing planks. Um, once you get to a certain point where you can do that for X amount of time, you want to start doing other things because you're not going to get the returns that you're looking for for it by continuing to do that. Um, staying in flexion or staying in a plank for more than a minute and a half is, is saying that you're done with this exercise and you need to move on to something a little more intense, like a crunch or a reverse crunch or 
side crunches or carries um, or jackknives. Uh, There's a list of exercises, an unending list of exercises that you can do to work on strengthening your core, strengthening your core motility, you're moving side to side in that transverse plane. and I'm going to point you in the direction of Jeff Cavalier. He's over on YouTube at AthleanX. Um, he does have paid programming, but he does also offer free resources. And I'm going to tell you this, I'm poor. I use free resources. So uh, there's, he has a whole, um, a whole uh, series of stuff to work on your abs. Uh, there's also free resources on his website to work on your abs. And... Um, if you just start with the basics and you're looking to go to that next level, uh, he would be a great resource to tap into. Um, the few basic rules I want to say as far as working on your core, if you are working on your core in any type of sense other than just straight flexion, you, you're going to be on your back most of the time. If you're on your back, your shoulders have to be off the floor. If you are doing anything that requires raising your legs, You have to raise your legs until your ass is off the floor. You have to show your fucking ass to an imaginary person standing across from you. If you do not show your ass, you are not working your core, you're working your hip flexors, and that's a completely different set of muscles. Um, That being said, um, core flexion under weight and under uneven weight is also a very valid way in working your core, um, and that usually is done under carries uh, where you're carrying weight whether it's on your sides or over your head uh, and these are all basic ways to build that foundation that's it for today thank you for everybody for coming and when we come back we're going to focus on the other two parts of the body